everybody and welcome to a very streamlined episode of Grapplecast with me, the host, Jamie Crawford, host of more than the host, Taron Cameron at this point, and joined by new longest serving member, Joe. What up, Oos? What up, Oos? It is just us two today. I think WrestleMania Backlash has decided that it's just cancelled everybody off and they no longer want to do the podcast anymore. Yeah, WWE's got to the point now, like, no one wants to talk about any more. Everyone's watching AEW instead. I mean, let's start an AEW podcast. I'm directly there. But, I mean, we are a podcast of all wrestling promotions, not just WWE. But maybe we should start doing an AEW league table. Maybe someone else will win. They won't. But, um, I mean, I, I jokingly said that WrestleMania backlash threw everybody off. But I said it in the chat. I don't know how you feel about it. But I thought... I mean, it's not really hard. It's the best event WWE has done all year. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised about it. Normally, Backlash is just, oh, it's just like every match that you had at WrestleMania and exactly the same result. They've just like, it's just like the rematches from back, from WrestleMania, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's going to be exactly the same as WrestleMania. They, nothing really happens at Backlash. It's just kind of a throwaway pay-per-view. So, I wasn't expecting much from it, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, like I said, it's like one of those things, it's the whole thing. You'll have this WrestleMania match. Now we're going to put this match on again at Backlash, or WrestleMania Backlash, but with a new stipulation. And that, yeah. that's literally what it is. I mean, and the, the main match of that was obviously Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey into the I Quit match. I mean, Edge and AJ Styles was the exact same match as what it was at WrestleMania, stipulation-wise, anyway. I think they only yeah. added Damian Priest was banned from ringside. And then, what was the other rematch from WrestleMania? It was... You're going to have to help me out. I'm going to have to go back on all the matches. This Matt Cantmas versus Mad Bobby Knives and Ewan. Um, Charlotte versus Ronda. Triple Threat Uso. Uh, Bloodline versus Arky Bro. I can't remember the other one. Oh, um, Seth Rollins and Cody. Seth Rollins and Cody. There was like six. The matches, match of the so night. <laughs> yeah, there was like only six matches on the card, so it was quite a light card, to be fair. Like it did. It was only about like two, three hours or four hours. It wasn't. It was it wasn't a long pay per view anyway. No, and I think, like I said, one of the best things about it was it didn't feel. That long when I watched it, I actually fully enjoyed it. Usually I'd be like, yeah, I'm, t- I'm kind of like zoning out here. I need to stay awake and put my PlayStation on. But I watched it all because I really, really enjoyed it. But I'm going to ask you this right now. Do you remember what happened at last year's WrestleMania Backlash? Mm, no, not really. What if I said the New York Post called it one of WWE's saddest moments ever. No, you're going to have to remind me. I can't remember. Last year's WrestleMania Backlash included Damien Priest and The Miz in a lumberjack match full of zombies. That was a year ago. <laughs> oh, really, was it? It feels way longer than that, because it was like... May 16th. It was still pandemic, wasn't it? It was still like no fans, nothing. Yeah, because obviously we did have WrestleMania with fans last year, and then it went back to behind closed doors again for the next event. Yeah, it was like um, WrestleMania last year. It was kind of like limited. It was like the stadium was like yeah. three-quarters full or half full or whatever it was. Yeah. But no, it was obviously to tie in with the... Uh, 
Army of the Dead film. I mean, looking back a year after. Awful. There you go. Yeah, that was one year ago. I mean, May 16th it was, so nearly a year anniversary of those zombies and the Miz getting eaten alive. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, the Miz is a, a pretty good actor, so he could pull off pretty much anything, can't he? The Miz? He can, and his stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, um, let's go through this card for WrestleMania Backlash. Um, again, like I said, I thought it was a really decent pay-per-view. I think, again, you just go into it not expecting much, and it was really, really good. And it started off with a solid match, which I argued match of the night. It was the second longest match of the night, 20 minutes and 45 seconds. And Cody Rhodes defeated Seth freaking Rollins by pinfall. So let's break the match down. Like, um, do you agree with me? Is it match of the night? Was there a match that was better than this? I would say it's between this and Charlotte versus Rollins. Yes. I mean, I think the whole promo with Seth Rollins is like, oh well, WrestleMania. I didn't know you were going to be my opponent, so it was a surprise. So I was, I wasn't prepared for you. So you surprised me. So yeah, you beat me, but you didn't really beat me because I didn't know you were going to be my opponent. And there's your stipulation added. I knew who I was facing this time. Yeah, but Seth Rollins had the exact same outfit on as he had at WrestleMania. Obviously, Cody Rhodes is gears the same, but the match was like pretty much exactly the same as the match at um, WrestleMania, like pretty much exactly the same, like good storytelling, good wrestling. Um, but yeah, they were like, oh, okay, this is the feud to end the feud. And then on Raw, they kind of had a bit of a, uh, a, a thing where Cody Rhodes was like, right, that's it, I'm not facing Cody. Um, I'm not facing Seth Rollins again. And then Seth Rollins was like, no, this ends when I tell you it ends. So, it's probably going to be end of it, to be fair. Like, Cody Rhodes is going to go on to bigger, better things. I'm sure we'll mention that later on. But, yeah, it, it was a really good match. Again, um, rematch from WrestleMania. But, yeah, both Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are on another level. Cody Rhodes, future world champion, no doubt about it in my mind. I mean, we'll talk about Cody Rhodes a little bit now and, and their few because... I I don't have the, the list of predictions up with me, and I'm sure we can clarify next week when Taryn is back. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people were saying Seth Rollins was going to win to make that 1-1 because we do think they're going into hell in a cell. And the way yeah. the feud's going, again, Seth Rollins can lose and he can still go into hell in a cell. Look what happened on Roy, cost him the US title match or whatever. So mm. are they going to hell in a cell? It ends when I say it ends in hell in a cell. 3-0 Cody. It could, yeah, it could do. I mean, I think I mentioned it a couple of months ago on the show. Like, I'm not a big fan of gimmick pay-per-views. I do like the Hell in a Cell match as a, a stipulation. Here, but it's like, a hell in a, you shouldn't have a Hell in a Cell match unless it's like to end the feud. And I feel like Cody and Seth's feuds only just started. So, yeah, would I like to see them in Hell in a Cell? Yeah, of course I would. But it's, I think Hell in a Cell match should only be used if it's like, the last match, like we 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 can't stop this any other way. This we've had every other match under the sun. They hate each other's guts, and this the ultimate match, right to end the feud. This feud's only just beginning. So, would it would WWE put him in the Hell in a Cell? Probably, but I think it's too early in my opinion. 
I mean, everyone was like, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Hell in a Cell is the next pay-per-view yeah. just over a month away on the, the 6th of June. And then I believe after that is going to be money in the bank. So you could possibly talk about Helen Cell is going to end their feud, whether it is a bit too early, only two months. But And then mm. I assume you said that we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but we might as well go on to it as talking about Cody Rhodes. It's money in the bank July 2nd. So yeah. he could end the feud with Seth Rollins in the Hell in a Cell. Then, like you said, he goes on to bigger and better things. Is he winning money in the bank? I mean, he did the promo for it. So let's talk about that promo. Yeah, I mean, um, that promo by Cody Rhodes was like coming to Las Vegas and to the, um, the Raiders Stadium, like, and you like the epic promo. And then there was a bit, and I didn't know if I heard it right, and I had to rewind it. So if you win the money in the bank, you will headline WrestleMania. Like, hang on a minute, isn't that Royal Rumble? Like, is a guaranteed headliner for WrestleMania. So I had to like rewind my um, WWE Network or like put it back on. Like, did I hear that right? And then I, I played a couple of times. Like, yeah, he said main event WrestleMania. So I'm assuming. Well, we thought that they were going to do two nights of WrestleMania from now on. So I'm assuming one night is. Many in the bank winner, and the other night is Royal Rumble winner. I'm assuming that's what they're doing now. So you, with the many in the bank, you don't have the oh, when are they going to cash it in? It's oh, well, we know they're going to cash it in. It's going to be WrestleMania now. So as a bit of a change in the dynamic for many in the bank, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not sure yet. But it's definitely something interesting. Yeah, I mean. It could just be one of those throwaway lines where it didn't really mean anything like that. He's just saying that, obviously, if you want to, you can cash in the Money in the Bank title at the main event at WrestleMania, because traditionally the main event of WrestleMania is the title match. You could just do a Seth Rollins, the heist of the century, and cash it in. Like Technically, he is right. You can main event WrestleMania by cashing it in and doing that. Or, I mean, we say this happened... I assume we're saying Cody Rhodes is going to win it all. But what if it's just a ploy and The Rock comes in and wins it and Zach Yam headline of WrestleMania against Roman Reigns? Just yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the whole thing about Money in the Bank. I mean, when, it, I, when I think of Money in the Bank, I think of people like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Dolph Ziggler, Edge. Like, those guys winning the Money in the Bank, you're like, oh, yeah, these guys have been deserving of a championship for so long. Big E last year, getting the money back, he deserved it. But then you have like throwaway money in the bank champions like Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Baron Corbin had the money in the bank, he threw it away. Otis, you know, people like that. This kind of like lost its value a bit. Like when it first came out, you're like, oh my God, money in the bank is like the most exciting thing ever. It was the mm-hmm. most exciting thing on, like it started in WrestleMania, money in the bank, and then it became, kind of became its own pay per view. So I kind of like the idea that it's going to come back to WrestleMania where it first started. There's like a gap filler, and that's now like okay, the main, the money in the bank winning now is like one of the headliners of WrestleMania. I kind of think it add like it adds a prestige because like the big five, I would say pay per view uh, premium live event. Sorry, it's like mm-hmm. WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam. Though and those like those like the new premium live events, I think they want to put many in the bank as like a premium live event because the 
the casual viewer, as you say, like they don't really watch the day-to-day product. They just watch the, the main shows like SummerSlam, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, all the other pay-per-views. They don't really want to watch. I think that they want people to start watching from like Money in the Bank in the summer, June, because this is the most busy summer we've got. So we've got, you know, we've got Hannah now, we've got Money in the Bank, then we've got uh, Clash of the Castle, then we've got a Saudi event, and then it's Survivor Series, and then before we know it, it's WrestleMania again. So I think WWE are like, right, okay, we want these premium live events to be bigger and better, and that's where they're going to start with Money in the Bank, where, okay, if you win Money in the Bank, you are the like headliner of one of the WrestleManias, whether it's night one, night two, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'd possibly like, I don't know how you feel about this, getting rid of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view and putting it back onto WrestleMania. For example, you could have you could have the Money in the Bank match on night one and you'll headline night two. Yeah. Obviously, like you'll have a men's and a women's, for example. So the champion's going to go into night two not knowing who she's... Well, she's going to go into night one not knowing who she's facing. I don't think you can build a feud that way, though, unfortunately. But, I mean, you can... You like the unpredictability of money in the bank. You you think of the most iconic moments. You don't think of John Cena going, yeah, I'm cashing my money in the bank match to face you at WrestleMania. You think of Dolph Ziggler cashing out the night after WrestleMania against an injured Alberto Del Rio. You think of Edge coming out after New Year's Revolution at the Elimination Chamber and being all like, I'm cashing it in. This night is not over. Like, you think of those great moments out of nowhere. So if they are changing it to headline WrestleMania, then I don't think it should be called Money in the Bank. It should be called something else and rebranding completely. But technically you are going to get Money in the Bank as well because you're going to headline WrestleMania. But I don't know. I like the unpredictability of the Money Bank. I think most people do. Not knowing when they're cashing in. Those little teases where they're running down to doing like, oh, is it going to be now? Is it not going to be now? Am I going to cash it in? Hmm. But... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Hopefully, it was just a throw on words. And you can possibly just say, maybe the teasing it and the what are people's reactions, maybe that's why they said it, to see yeah. what people say about it. Well, that's half the problem with, like, wrestling fans, especially, like, us, we're doing a, we're doing a podcast on wrestling fans. We're, like, the most wrestling fans. You know, the best thing you could do to wrestling fans is, like, put a little teaser out there and then, they're going well if you do this you know you you know you're booking it in your head and then you're like you get disappointed and then we go well we never actually promised you anything you've just decided this is what needs to happen and now you're disappointed so they're very good at doing that WWE. they'll put like a little sprinkle on there like a little breadcrumbs to like get you where you want to go and then they see what people put online and go oh that's a good idea we'll actually do that instead yeah so we will see what happens, but uh, I do think it is going to be Cody versus Seth Rollins uh, at Hell in a Cell. It most likely in Hell in a Cell, um, and then possibly going on to win win Money in the Bank. I'd like for him to go on and win the title without without a Royal Rumble or a Money in the Bank, like he earns it, like a number one contendership mm-hmm. match. But um, I think. Money in the bank, possibly he is the poster boy for it. It just seems written in the stars, so to speak, doesn't it? So, yeah. And hopefully they're going to change 
the titles and they're not going to be unified because you don't want just one title match because we all know it's going to be Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Yeah, and then what happens talk- to the Royal Rumble then if you're cashing in for a main event match at WrestleMania? Is it then going to be a triple threat match? Yeah, I mean, I've seen something online and I've talked to you before we start the pod that like Roman Reigns set in a promo after SmackDown because he always does promo after SmackDown like, oh, yeah. Like out of character per se, like oh, thank you all for coming, thank you all for buying a ticket. And he's like, if you poke this online, this is Roman Reigns, like um, this is like an altered video, or this is like hologram or something. But apparently, like a couple of weeks ago, he said, oh, oh, thank you all for coming, thank you all for buying a ticket, enjoy it while it lasts. I might not be doing this for much longer. Then everyone online to be like, oh, what does he mean by that? What does he mean by that? Is he gonna quit? Is he gonna retire? I mean. I think Roman Reigns too a big for start to retire personally. I think maybe if he had like more of a Brock Lesnar schedule where he just did, he just does the pay per views and less house shows. Um, I've also seen something on dirt sheets that um, Fox want more of a, like an exclusive deal. Like if Roman Reigns is on SmackDown, they just want him to specifically be on Fox and SmackDown. They don't want him over on USC on Raw. They just want. They want the brand split to be like proper brand split. They don't want them to be going between the shows. So obviously mm-hmm. to do that properly, you need the the raw title back on somebody else. Yeah. And especially you think about it, like this pay-per-view that we've just had, uh, Money in the Bank, uh, not Money in the Bank, sorry, WrestleMania Backlash, there was only one title match. Yeah, true. No Intercontinental title. Don't know when the last time that was defended. A United States Championship. Again, well, it was defended on Raw, to be fair. Um, and then tag titles weren't on the line because we were going to have the unification match. That didn't happen. Is that going to happen at Hell in a Cell in a Hell in a Cell? Who knows? We can talk about that later when we get to it. And then, obviously, Roman Reigns was also in that six-man tag match, and he has both world titles. And Bianca Belair was nowhere to be seen either. So the only title match was Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in the I Quit match, which yeah. we can go on to now, which you argued possibly is the match of the night. I would possibly agree as well because it's amazing. There was no hijinks, as Dan would like to call, say, in the whole, oh, they could just record a message over or anything like that. But it was a yeah. solid match. I'm surprised like how much Charlotte Flair Obviously, it's a wrestling match, and you know, it's meant to look real. But I was surprised, like, how much Charlotte Flair was like giving to Ronda Rousey. You know, there's been lots of rumors about Charlotte Flair not having a good attitude and being a bit, you know, difficult to work with. But I saw none of that in the match with, with Ronda Rousey. She gave her everything, and Ronda Rousey gave it back. There was a bit where they went up into the crowd, and uh, Charlotte Flair bled, bent Ronda Rousey over like the guardrail. A bit mm. of a flashback to NXT with Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks, if you want a bit of an Easter egg there. So they had that bit, and then the end where she like got the armbar, like in the chair, like stuck her arm between the chair, and, like bent it back. I was like, it was a brutal match. Like considering it was a women's I Quit match, they were proper battering each other. So I was like, I thought, oh, they're just gonna phone it in, and then there's gonna be a bit of a I Quit, you know, like a recording, like Dad said, or oh, there's gonna be like. She's not really going to quit. She's just, you know, um, Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair is going to pass out. They're not going to, you know, she'll pass out from the pain. She's not actually going to say I quit. So 
when she loses touch, she goes, well, I actually did say I quit. I just passed out. So I was yeah. really surprised when she did actually say I quit. I thought, oh, they're just going to like pass out or there's going to be like some crap finish. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, no, they're not going to have a clean finish. It's not it's not going to be that it's not going to be that good but i was surprised it was a really yeah. good match obviously it's heavily modified now ronda ronda rouse's arm bar so obviously it doesn't look as brutal as what it did in the ufc if you've ever watched to do it in the ufc because obviously she don't want to actually break her arm but i think that's kind of the road they were going down that she's broke her arm so that's why she quit kind of thing but apparently if you have read the dirt sheets charlotte flair is going to be taking some time off to most likely yeah. get married to Andrade Diablo. So Yeah. I mean good for her. I mean I I I am a fan of Charlotte Flair, but like she's had the title for so long and like that's not fault of hers. There's not been like any really worthy contenders on the women's roster like, to really challenge her. So as soon as Ronda Rousey came back at SummerSlam, she's like, okay, she's facing Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, like we even said at WrestleMania, like at some point Ronda Rousey's winning that title off Charlotte Flair. It's only a matter of time, and now she has. It's a lot sooner mm. than I thought it would be, but you know, good for Charlotte Flair, like giving her a couple of months off TV because she's been on absolutely everything. She's been champion for however long she's been champion for. You know, you see there, mm. like give her, a, give her some time away, like give her some time to miss her while she's a, when she comes back. She might even get a baby face reaction. Probably not, but depends how long she's away for. But give her a couple of months off, and then she's kind of fresh then, and then she can recover from whatever. If there's like a, a little injury or whatever, she can recover from that, and then she can come back even better than before. Yeah, I mean, it is obviously a little bit earlier uh, this year. So, I mean, she is on the poster for the pay-per-view, for example. But obviously, uh, SummerSlam takes place at the end of July. So we do have two events in July. Um, obviously, with Money in the Bank taking place July 2nd. And then four weeks later, it's SummerSlam on July 30th. And, I mean, just double-checking. Yes, Charlotte, I mean. Yeah, Charlotte's even on the poster for Money in the Bank. So, obviously, maybe they just designed it all beforehand. But I could possibly see... Get married, have a honeymoon back at the end of July for SummerSlam. Easily yeah. done. Two months off. No, in WWE, they'll probably put in the money in bank or something. They'll be like, um, should be like the ace in like <laughs> the bar. The joke. Like, oh, and then they're joking, <laughs> that's it. Should be, oh, and a mystery. There'll be all these people in the in the money in the bank, like Selena Vega, Shayna Baszler. Natalia, oh, and there's there, there's a mystery, there's a mystery competitor, but we're not telling you the mystery competitor is until the night. You're like, woo! Oh, Charlotte Flair. That's probably how they'll do it. I think that'll be loads of booze, though, wouldn't it? That'll be proper yeah. heat, uh, proper heat on that. But I think that's one thing that I know you always expect expect AEW to do it. Like those jokers are great. Like they already started it from the beginning, so they can do it at every event, and you know, most likely someone's debuting or possibly returning. Whether WWE starts doing that, they'll probably just get loads of heat just by copying AEW. So I don't think they can do mystery opponents, but I see where you're yeah. going with it. I think, she, like I said, she is on the poster for Money in the Bank, but again, that can easily change. But possibly take a month or two out, have a honeymoon, have some nice break, and then SummerSlam, a rematch against Ronda Rousey. Yeah. 
Yeah. So again, I say I agree. Solid match with that one. To a not so solid match. And it went on for eight minutes fifty. And this one is Omos defeating Bob the Lash via pinfall. I mean, is there much to say about this match? Yeah, I was quite surprised obviously like Bobby Lashley beat Omos at WrestleMania. So I was like, oh, it's gonna be the same again. But then I think I can I think I predicted Omos to win on my predictions. But yeah, it's definitely like MVP is coming in handy as Omos's mouthpiece and manager. It was a pretty okay match. Like Bobby Lashley, you could tell, was putting in a lot of work to make Omos look like a fearsome giant mm-hmm. and MVP was doing a really good job as a manager, like helping him, like using the walking stick and I think he smacked Bobby Lashley with it as well. It was just an okay match. Obviously they're gonna like turn Omos into like the destroyer and the, the man it was just oh, it was just okay. Nothing really else I could say about it to be honest. Yeah. And I'll go on to another match. This this lasted ten seconds longer. Um and Madcap Mossen defeated Happy Corbin by pinfall. I think in the predictions we all went for Madcap Moss. I mean there was no doubt about yeah. it. Uh obviously he was gonna win that match, but yeah, that was the shortest match of the night, eight minutes forty seconds. And I said, Oh Moss, eight minutes fifty. But Madcap Moss, Happy Corbin. At least it's a rivalry. Like I said, did say that they faced it, didn't face each other at WrestleMania. That's when they broke up, weren't it? Yeah, I mean, Mad Cat Moss is like built out of granite. He's a big, chunky guy, and he's got a bit of like personality about him. They need to change the gimmick. Those, those shorts and suspenders do nothing for him. They need to like, I don't know, whatever, whatever they give him is going to be better than that. Like being Corbin's lackey, yeah, okay, that's fine, but they need to change the gear because those, those shorts are just silly there. I mean, Corbin could just get booed and just do whatever. Like, he could just do the happy Corbin thing for however long he wants to. But they need to get over Mad Cat Moss because he has has actually a good personality and I can see him being like, you know, an intercontinental title holder in the future or US title holder. You know, I can see him like in the mid card. I can't really see him in a future World Heavyweight Champion. I might be wrong in that, but that's where I currently see him now. No, I mean, he. He does remind me of a uh, a former double double E superstar, and you think like when you talk about his personality and everything like that as well. Another former Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale winner as well. Like could you could imagine a team of Mad Cat Moss and Mojo Rowley? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think he's. Like, a form- it- I think he's a former uh, football player as well, Mad Cat Moss, as well as Mojo Rowley. So again, yeah, similar. So there you go, exactly. Maybe maybe it's Mojo in disguise. He's come back, he's rebranded. Maybe he's his brother, like Ezekiel and Elias. Quickly oh, speaking about Ezekiel. Go on. Yeah. Are you about to say it? Yeah. Go on. Tell the I story, because I haven't watched it. I've only read about it. I was going to say on Raw, the Kevin Owens did a thing where he dressed up as his brother, Ken Owens. And I was like, oh, this is just ridiculous. But was it actually Kevin Owens or was it his brother Ken? No, it was actually Kevin Owens. No. I think it's mean because, like I said, Ezekiel's just trying to get a job. 
Elias is back home not doing anything and Ezekiel just needs a job. He's trying to make out his life and then always being told that he's his brother. It's not nice. You know what they'll do? They'll do what they did with Tom Hardy Legend where they're two Cray brothers where they like do the split screen where they're like, <laughs> Tom Hardy's talking to Tom Hardy. It's like, that, that... it's Ezekiel. It's, it's Elias. It's Ezekiel. It's Elias. That's the thing. Like, if, I mean, they kind of wish that they thought about this during the Thunderdome. Because they could have done all of that with no fans there. They could have done all of those double screenings and stuff. They can't do it now with the fans. But I bet you the wishy I bet you they wish they thought about it during the Thunderdome era so they could actually do so many skits like that. Yeah, they 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 they're not that creative. That's mm-hmm. why Jamie needs a job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're going on to the other match. Which again, a very decent match, but pretty much the same as WrestleMania as well. Uh, it was Edge defeating AJ Styles for a second time. Damien Priest yeah. was banned from ringside, which could only mean one thing, really. Yeah. So um, this this match was just an okay match, but it, this was all about like building up Edge's new. Um, faction they're called judgment day i'll tell you what get rid of money in the bank put that back at wrestlemania and have judgment day back as a pay-per-view yeah do it i just wanted to bring back bad blood because that was like an epic like pay-per-view need bad blood Hmm. but yeah i mean going on with the match like you said it was okay that the wrestlemania match was pretty decent they are two solid workers they work well but it just felt like a rehash of the wrestlemania match with this unknown person that uh, decided to interfere in the match because it only Damien Priest was was that was banned from ringside. Doesn't mean anyone else was banned from ringside, and it was kind of teased. I think we mentioned it a few weeks ago about the blue lights behind her uh, backstage and stuff, and they were teasing the uh, new member Rhea Ripley joining Judgment Day. I mean. How do you feel about Rhea Ripley joining Judgment Day? I think we all saw it coming, but sometimes yeah. they tease it and it doesn't happen. Well, they've been like, obviously Rhea Ripley's been teaming with Liv Morgan for a while and she's been kind of like going back and forth. If they kept losing then like a couple of weeks ago, Rhea Ripley kind of stepped on Liv Morgan went, yeah, I don't need to keep losing to you. I need to do something else for myself. But on Raw, um, Edge basically cut promo when I'm the reason why your favorite tag women's tag team, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, broke up because I told Rhea Ripley that she had much more potential and she was a destroyer. And she's got a nickname now, it's like the Eradicator. So Damien Priest is the Punisher, and Rhea Ripley is the Eradicator. So it's like I think he's gonna have like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I, I think I've seen on dirt sheets. Again, might take this a pinch of salt that uh, Tommaso Chap is going to join them as well. So he'll probably have a nickname, and it's like the new brood almost. Like Edge is the leader, and then he's got like all these like young upstart wrestlers where he's like teaching them a lesson on like how to be how to be better kind of thing. Yeah. As long as you don't start shaving heads like CM Punk's faction. <laughs> exactly. That nice the... sigh then. <laughs> I remember when they shaved uh, what's her name, Serena Deep's head and like 
straight edge side, you know, was it? Yeah. yeah. But they straight shaved Serena Deep's head and Luke Gallows was in it. And yeah, it was good at the time, but I look back at it and I'm like, they probably could get away with that. No. Yeah. I mean, we've had some factions uh, in the day. I don't see how long Edge's lasts. I mean, it's, it is a solid wrestler giving back after all the time. I know it's kind of like gone away from us now, but don't forget this guy almost died like in the ring yeah. and had to retire because of a broken neck. Like it's great to see him back. He's been in what, three years now, I want to say two, three years. He's... Yeah. But the interesting thing about Edge is, I don't know if you picked up on this, but on his promo, on the lead up to WrestleMania, he was talking about like he wanted an opponent. And I think we talked about on the podcast, like he name dropped Damian Priest. He name dropped Finn Balor. He name dropped AJ Styles, and he also named dropped Cody Rhodes. So apart from Cody Rhodes, he's working with all those people. He's working with Finn Balor, he's working with AJ Styles, and he's working with Damian Priest. So if you go back to the promo he did before WrestleMania, when he's like talking about all the people he wanted, like he was name dropping, he's working with all of them except except for Cody Rhodes, obviously. But all of those people, like so he said, are. Oh, uh, I I face in my demons. I I'm ready for punishment, and I think he said something about, and he's like I want the pit, and I've got a pit ball attitude. Like he like he like soaked that all in. So it's long term storytelling. If you really look into it, like all of these people, he's now obviously Finn Balor's his opponent, but like Damon Priest is on his side now. Yeah, I mean, obviously it looks like we're saying. Edge and AJ Styles is done and it's Edge Finn Balor next and are we going to have a demon mm-hmm. Finn Balor in Hell in a Cell? Because again I'll keep going to Hell in a Cell, it is the next event but Edge is the, pretty sure he's on the poster for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I mean I would love in Hell in a Cell like a, a tag team of Finn Balor and AJ Styles versus Edge and Damian Priest like a tag, tag team Hell in a Cell match that, that'd be wicked mm-hmm. like just like have like two versus two because we've kind of had Ed, we've kind of had Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. I don't know if Finn Balor's faced Edge. Mm. I mean, that could be a, you're right, that could be the next feud, but I don't know whether it's Helen Nassar worthy. Whereas Edge versus AJ Styles is Helen Nassar worthy because he's been going on for so long and he's been bringing up his wife and he's been like, oh, he's been saying all these things about him. So if they did that, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be a big. It wouldn't be as big of a leap as if you just had Finn Balor versus Edge because that feud's only just started. If you're with me, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be bigger as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking online to kind of see what matches they could possibly have at Hell in a Cell. Obviously, we don't know what's going on with with Charlotte Flair. But I assume if she was coming back, it would be Ronda and Charlotte in a Hell in a Cell match to end the feud. Yeah. They are one to one, for example. And Ronda Rousey in a Hell in a Cell match never been seen before. I think Charlotte's been in nearly every single one. Um, Cody and Seth is going to have to be in a Hell in a Cell to end their Probably. feud, even if it is two nil. Um, are we finally going to see RK Bro versus the Usos to unify the titles? Probably after it was promised at the last event and then it changed. And then it comes down to what Roman Reigns is doing. Like, I assume it will be Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre with their feud going on. 
but apparently I'm reading a story that's come on pretty recently online is apparently he is gonna be not appearing at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and the thing about Roman Reigns is I is that he's like the double champ now. Like I think there was like rumors of WrestleMania he was injured. Like I don't know how long he can hold the title for. Obviously he, he wants there's rumors of him facing the rock at the next WrestleMania. Like how many how many people does he need to face? I don't know. I don't know when his next mandatory defense would be. So yeah, I don't really know who would take the titles off him and when and who his next opponent would. It probably will be true, but when it be a Hell in a Cell, I think it'll probably be SummerSlam. He'll probably miss Hell in a Cell and it'll be Drew versus Roman at SummerSlam, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they have updated the Hell in a Cell poster. Uh, don't know it's officially been confirmed, but it looks like he is off the card and that's only recent news that's come through. I say recent, you were probably all listening on a Friday or Saturday, Sunday. Uh, but this is breaking news to us right now uh, that obviously Roman Reigns is most likely not going to be at Hell in a Cell, which means, again, there's not going to be a title match in two pay-per-views. And then Money in the Bank's after that, which, again, I don't think he's going to defend it then. So three pay-per-views without a men's championship on the line men's heavyweight championship undisputed heavyweight uh on the line is a bit yeah yeah i mean i could see i i mean austin theory had a u.s championship match overall against cody rhodes i mean can i see cody rhodes winning the u.s championship maybe it's um, only title he's never won yeah i mean besides I the see... world obviously I can see like uh, Hell in a Cell. Maybe they might have like Ricochet versus like like Ali. No, well Ali's in a, a feud with Chandler at the minute, so maybe like Ricochet can face somebody like Drew Gulak or something for the Intercontinental Title. Oh, that's that's a throwaway match. They'll probably have a tag. They'll probably Pretty have sure. Arcade, They'll probably have a tag match. They'll probably have Bianca Belair versus somebody random. I don't know who. Um, I mean, like I said, Bianca didn't yeah. defend her title at WrestleMania Backlash, but what her opponent was Becky Lynch. And have we seen Becky Lynch since WrestleMania? Yeah, she was on Raw, yeah. That's fine. Because obviously she is on the poster for Hell in a Cell, so whether... Yeah, it might decide... be... Uh, it's probably going to be Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Fair enough. Because Asuka's just come back. Um, Alexa Bliss just come back as well. Yes, she did. She come she squashed man um Sonia Deville. So maybe um Alexa Bliss can Still with that doll though, just saying. Yeah, her doll is like it's a therapy doll now. It's like it's a reminder of her past, but it doesn't control her anymore, basically. But the evil is mine. And she didn't she didn't come out to that though, did she? No, she came out to the old Alexa. Yeah. which is great. Um, so it'll probably be, I'm gonna maybe Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey, and then at SummerSlam they'll build that up, and then it'll be. Well, Alexa's on yeah. Raw. Oh, she? Who's on SmackDown? She just oh, came yeah. back on Raw on Sonya Deville. 
Oh, that's it. Yeah, I'm raw. Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 that's the whole like swapping shows. I can't remember who's on what show, but yeah, mm. it'll be. They'll they'll probably have it like in the Men in the Bank tournament. I would have thought. Yeah, I mean we will see what happens. Again, cards are always subject to change. Charlotte Flair might not want the time off, and she might want that Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, and Bailey's been rumored to come back. Like apparently she's been posting loads of stuff on Twitter, and she's posted like loads of like uh, clock memes, like stuff on uh, her like Twitter saying like TikTok, TikTok, on and Ding Dong, hello, and like Ding and then Dong. People are, like come, and then people are, like come back, and she's like stop rushing me, and then she all posts like a picture of a clock. So like people are like, oh, she's gonna come back. She's so Bailey's watch this space for Bailey. She's probably been in the bag again, I would say like and win it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh so we'll move on to the main event of the show, the not anymore unified title match between RK Bro and the Usos. It was in fact a six man tag match where the bloodline, consisting of Roman Reigns and the Usos defeated RK Drew, if you want to call them. Ain't got a clue. I mean, it wouldn't be RK Drew, would it? It would be RK Brew. Yeah. Um, consistent of Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton and Riddle. And I have to say, this is the only match I got wrong in my whole prediction. I got every other match right besides this one. And it was poor, poor, terrible, 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 as Taron would say, booking. Yeah, I should have pinned Roman Reigns. Just saying. Yeah, I thought it was a bit lazy. To be fair, as well, like when, when the bloodline went, I'm like, they don't need to win. The titles are not on the line. Like no one loses anything. I mean, Roman. If you see at the end, Roman Reigns takes an RKO off Randy Orton or Riddle, one of them. But like, yeah, he takes an RKO. Well, I was like, oh, that's surprising. And then he RKO's like one of the Usos off the top rope, and Riddle does, and then like rolls rolls about. I mean. Yeah, Drew McIntyre should have taken the pin, I think, but it doesn't really hurt Drew McIntyre's momentum. No, not really. It was just kind of a throw. When the titles weren't on the line, it wasn't a unification match. It just kind of went from a, oh, that's interesting, to don't really care either way, to be fair. So the fact that the bloodline won and RKO didn't, I'm not that bothered, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, the match was okay. I mean, I loved the psychology of um of Roman Reigns, you know, when he was kind of saying, don't rush me, I come in whenever I want to, that kind of thing, you know, just um, messing about with that. I think that was great. Um, but, yeah, I just didn't agree with the ending of the match. It was an okay match. Like I said, some of the, the, uh, the, the stuff that they did was really good, you know, like on the outside when he uh, nogged him through the commenter desk and stuff like that. Great bump and stuff. But, yeah, I think just the ending ruined it for me, unfortunately, where it could have been better. But that's my own opinion. I'm sure like they had their reasons. Obviously, Roman Reigns hasn't lost a match in, what, nearly two years or over two years. So, yeah, yeah maybe they're building it up for him to finally get pinned by someone like Drew McIntyre, for example. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But let, let's rate the show. I mean, we'll go say, I don't know if you, you've you got Dan's opinions, but Taron said it was a good show. He said, but better on paper. W- what what did Dan think? If he yeah. told you. 
Um, yeah, so me and Dad watched it again. We actually thought it was be- a lot better than we thought it would be. We thought it was going to be like, you know, a D or an E, you know, must try harder. We thought it was like a C plus, mm-hmm. C plus, nearly D show. It was like, it was a really good show. It was a lot better than we thought. It was only six matches long. So the length, you know, the length of pay per view wasn't too long. You actually watched the pay per view and you weren't tired after watching it. So, yeah, I give it C plus, like, really good. So I, I yeah. think I would say the same as well. I think C plus is definitely fair. I mean, I, I'd possibly even go into a B minus to a B if the ending was appropriate and should have happened. But there were solid matches. I think Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair was very, very decent. A very, very good match. And obviously the, the Seth Rollins and Cody Rose match was good as well. Um, like I said, I wasn't bored throughout it. I think it is one of the best events that they've done all year. And would I go back and watch it? Possibly. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that is it. I mean, before, obviously, um, we do go. Unfortunately, we don't have a quiz for you because, I mean, if I did one for Joe, Joe would win. I mean, we all like to see Taryn on the bottom. But yeah. unfortunately, we can't rig it so that Taryn gets even further behind when we can't just do that unfortunately but um before the event and i'm sure you've watched it and we did have a quick discussion about it so we will kind of uh so say end the show on cody Rhodes and the broken school session one of the best ones i'd say probably up there yeah i was surprised i think we i was talking about the chat like how much they talked about ewr obviously I knew that they would talk about EW, but I'm surprised like how much in detail he went into it and like the backstory of it, like the ins and outs, and then he like mentioned Kenny Omega and the Bucks, and like the ins and outs, and then he went into like how like he was like dashing Cody Rhodes, and then he was Stardust, and then he was like, oh no, I'm I don't want to be Stardust anymore. Then he went to like Ring of Honor, then he went and started AW, and then how he got a bit like bored with AW, and then kind of left the only bit i would have liked more i said in the chat like i would have liked a bit more of like he kind of gave a generic answer oh yeah i came back for the the world title i'm like yeah okay that's the very wwe answer but like i read i wanted like the nitty-gritty i wanted the date I'm like yeah that's not the real reason come on tell us like that's the only bit like i was i just wanted to know more i said like, come on tell us everything but to be fair like i was really surprised that, like how well it flowed. I thought he was just going to be like, oh, the Cody Rhodes character, if you will, not Cody Rhodes, the person. And I think he blended the two together. Like, you could see, like, flashes of the real Cody Rhodes, the person, and not just the wrestler. And, like, a lot of these Broker Skull sessions, the stands here, like, the Sasha Banksman, they're, they're very much in character. Like, you're, okay, it's Sasha Banks, but it's Sasha Banks as the character, whereas like, I think you got flashes of like, who Cody Rhodes was as a person, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I know as soon as it was announced, I think it was either yourself or probably both of you just went, oh great, like, looking forward to that, kind of jokingly. But, like I said, I thought it was really good, like, to talking about his father and all of that um, as well, and I think it's one of the longest ones in a while, nearly hitting two hours as well. Yeah. And it it flew by for me. Like again, it did it wasn't boring. Um, like I said, they went really into detail about his dashing and the undashed Cody Rhodes, obviously, with the uh, the face mask on. 
as well and just talking about how kind of and his conversation with Vince and Bruce Pritchard and stuff when he came back as well so really decent interesting to see I always do look do love a good broken school session uh be interesting to see who will be next on the broken school session yeah definitely um I always enjoy watching them like uh, whoever the newest person is I was always going to see who they are like um but Bully Ray went before was really good so I always enjoy them and I don't know if you've seen it on social media um, somebody came to a WWE live event dressed as Dusty Rhodes. They had like the full like outfit on, the hat on, <laughs> the the neckerchief on, and then Cody Rhodes. Um, it's all over Twitter. It's on Cody Rhodes' Twitter. If, if anyone wants to check it out, I highly recommend it. He he calls him down to the ring. This guy dressed as Dusty Rhodes. He's like, everybody, it's Dusty Rhodes, and everyone's like, yeah. And he's he said, oh, I like a costume, man. He's like. Can you talk like him? Can you talk like him? And this guy cuts a promo like this. There is like, he's like, Cody, baby, you're the best wrestler. He's, I can't, I can't <laughs> do Dusty Rhodes' passion, but he, he nailed this guy nails it. And Cody Rhodes like, fair play, that's that's wicked. So like, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend everyone go and find it. It's not hard to find. Just put Cody Rhodes' Twitter. It's on, it's on the first page. It's like the guy dressed as Dusty Rhodes. Great. Yeah. Speaking of, just, just to uh, quickly end this show About people dressed up as other people At the airport You know where I'm going, he's got that smirk already Pat McAfee what? Is that The Fiend? <laughs> yeah oh, Somebody was in the front row dressed as The Fiend It's like, oh my god, is that The Fiend? And then he quickly like <laughs> shuts up So he probably vents in his room like, We don't mention that here he, He's dead to us, damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was—I think that was one of those things that you just pick up on. You're just like, did he just say? Did he say that? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Funny, um, but yeah, I mean that concludes this episode. We went for 50 minutes. I mean, with a quiz, that would have been a normal episode, really. And um, yeah. there you go. I mean, I probably won the prediction league. We'll find out next week. I got all but one. Just saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joe, you—you can sign us off. Yeah, so don't forget to follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Apple Cash Show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on Apple Podcast. Well, then we appreciate. We run polls on Twitter, so we'll say who do you think is going to win the match and why. Um, and if you think we're wrong, please comment, and we'll uh, shout you out, and we'll include you in the show. And um, if you'd like to sign us off, Jamie, I think you'll do it better than me. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I completely forgot to shout out the podcast, so my apologies. Uh, but yeah, like I said, just to give us a shout out and I mean, tell us why we're wrong. I mean, I'm always right. So you can always try and test me, but you know, I'll always be right. And that's why I'm number one. And without further ado, I must bid you a good night and goodbye. Bring the bell! Bye.